Welcome to Moms Out Loud Podcast. I'm Alexa. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Moms Out Loud. Sorry. Oh, wait. (laughs) Well, it's throwing us off because we're not saying episode numbers anymore because we just decided to throw that out the window. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you guys get two welcomes today. (laughs) We just both really want to welcome you. (laughs) So welcome. Anyways. Uh, Oh, my goodness. But... Well, I don't even, oh, go ahead. What? What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, I literally have nothing to say for this intro. Well, yeah, because we're, okay, so you guys, we're recording two podcasts back to back. Sometimes we do that because when we have some time. And so our last intro was what you got. <laughs> yeah. So hope that filled your tank up with us. On our, in our lives for a little while. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, actually, I have something new that I didn't share last podcast. Oh, sure. Um, I got a new entry table. Nice. So, and that that's kind of about our topic today. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, well, let me think of something new that I have bought. Yeah. Literally nothing. I don't and know. And if you want to see it, stuff. go ahead and hit. Well, no, because it won't be in my stories. But hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have a picture of my entry table for you guys. Yeah, my if y'all want to look on her Instagram for her table, you can do yep. that. I also have an entryway table, and Luke built it a long time ago, but I don't think I ever posted a photo of it. So I think you did. On Instagram? No, not on Instagram, but on Facebook. Yeah, I don't yeah. really Instagram pictures of my house. Sometimes I think about it, but maybe I will sometime yeah. if I feel like it. Yeah. It's it different photographing houses versus people like I when I edit the pictures it's a lot different I don't know maybe it's just because it's dark in here so I just feel like it'll be weird because I like photographing people because then there's like a focal point versus like yeah I guess I'm showing you like my table but I'll be like okay cool here's a table the end I don't know I know well that's why I follow so many designers on um, Instagram and I'm like man I wish I could do that but I'm like no I don't design my house like that so I can't yeah (laughs) and like don't get me wrong like I like the vibe of my house but I'm sure other people would be like cool that looks pretty boring so right right why is everything gray (laughs) just kidding it's not all gray but I do like gray I love your house well I haven't seen it in person but the pictures that I have seen so, and I try to share pictures of my house just because people want to see the remodeling that we've done in our camper. Well, yeah, y'all live in an um, RV, so it's more interesting. I live in a house, like a normal per- like a normal person. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Sorry if you hear Tyler in the background. He's reading a book. He's good. He's having a grand old time. <clears throat> yeah, you reading a book? But He's reading my speaking- book. <clears throat> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. But I was just Go going to say, speaking of everything being gray <clears throat> this week's topic is minimalism <laughs> well speaking of alexa living in the camper <laughs> yeah right let's talk about minimalism <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so this is actually like a an episode that i've been requested a few times um simply because some of you may or may not know this but i'm somewhat of a minimalist um and as well as well is as well. <laughs> and also Alexa is I don't know yeah. how to say that yeah. um because obviously she lives in a camper so she has like w- uh, one outfit so no <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> that'd be good that'd be good for space <laughs> she'd be a hardcore minimalism outfit. minimalist if she had an outfit oh my goodness yeah. um, Maybe one church outfit 
Yeah. Maybe right. like two or three. I don't know. I rewear the same ones. Oh, man. But um, why don't we start this off talking about like what made us like start downsizing and become so-called minimalists? Yeah. You want to go? St- I'll start. Yeah, yeah I'll start it. with that. Um, because my story takes me back to when I was like 11 or 12. Um, my dad had gotten, no, it, it was when I was 12. My dad had gotten remarried and okay. So growing up, my mom, my grandma, they're hoarders. They were hoarders. Okay. Um, and so I kind of had hoarding tendencies. I would hold on to stuff and everything had a meaning, like every little thing. And I would just put stuff and I would have piles of stuffed animals, piles, just piles of things that I didn't even look at every day. Um, I would just, oh, you're on the computer. Good job. Um, just piles of stuff. And my stepmom is a minimalist. Well, she's close. I think I'm more of a minimalist than she is now. But she I wonder why looked, yeah. <laughs> she looked at my stuff before we moved. And she's like, we're having a garage sale. And um, because we were, okay, so history lesson on my family my dad met my stepmom. We lived across the street from each other. So that's how they met. Oh, I didn't and know that. And so, yeah. So when we went and they got married, we moved into a bigger house because I got stepbrothers yeah. um, with her. And so we had to find a bigger house in a different neighborhood. And so we both sold our houses at the same time. We both had like this gigantic garage sale together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really neat looking back, but it was horrifying when it happened. And basically, she told me what I could keep and what I couldn't keep. And she was like, well, you have 10 of those things. So you have to get rid of nine of the 10. Oh, snap. And I remember just crying the whole garage sale. It was super horrific for me and traumatic. And I'll never forget it. And ever since then, I don't put... a put emotion into my things weird i feel like that would make you want to keep your stuff even more to be honest no because it ripped out my soul <laughs> so i i joke with my stepmom about it now just because looking back i'm like that actually bettered me as a person because i was putting feelings into things that shouldn't have feelings like yeah. boxes boxes for old shoes like i would keep the box because yeah, i'm like I oh well maybe that, yeah, maybe I need to keep that box for some sort of reason. And I couldn't get rid of the box. So it was these things that it's like, that makes absolutely no sense. So she bettered me as a person. And so I can laugh about it now. Um, but yeah, I'll remind her of it. Like, you ruined me. <laughs> so, but now it's like, I look at things and I'm like, you know what? If someone decides to have a garage sale tomorrow and sell it, I have no emotional contact with it. Um, so I stop. Yeah, I just don't put emotion into my things anymore. Nice. Um, but the things that I do choose to keep, it's like, okay, I do enjoy them and I'm actually going to look at them every single day and I'm actually going to use them. So if someone asks me, so my stepmom, if she asks me, hey, do you actually use that? Yes, I do. I actually do. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's just how I was kind of raised from 12 on. And so as an adult, when I started collecting my own stuff <clears throat> and my own house, I started there. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, how about you? So for me, it's like kind of a whole lot of little different stories. So I'll try and keep it short. But basically, um, growing up, uh, my stepmom was super into um, not necessarily minimalism, but she just was into like decluttering a lot. Right. 
And so she was definitely one of those people who like was always getting rid of my stuff generally without my permission. Oh, like no. a friend would be over and she'd be like, here, do you want this shirt or this of Rachel's? She doesn't use it that much. And I'd be like, how dare you? You <gasps> oh, know no. what I mean? Yeah. And I, I really didn't like it. It made me very upset. And then on the other side, my mom is has a little bit more of like hoarder tendencies where like, if you're like, hey mom, do you have a crock pot? She'd be like, oh, I probably have like three in the basement. But instead yeah, of like yeah. going to find one, we'd just like buy a different one. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's like yeah. bad. So basically throw her whole basement away. But um, <laughs> it's bad. And I feel really bad. She's getting a lot better um, since I've been kind of like working on it with her and like talking to her about it. And not to be like morbid, but sometimes I'm like, mom, I don't want to be mean. But if you pass away, I have to go through this basement. Yeah. And do you want me to deal with that? I'll be mad at you. Like, you know, yeah. like I know that's kind of petty, but I'll be like, oh, cool. She has a hundred crockpots. Why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, she should have done this. We had to do that for both my grandma and my mom. And That's it was just, so it's sad. insane. It's yeah. hard to do yeah. after, after someone the passes fact. away, you know? Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. But so basically it was like, I, I kind of had some of it like taught to me, but more so it made me upset because my stuff was just like given away. And so that made me like even more attached to everything because I was like, mm. it's mine. I can't get rid of any of it because it's mine. Right. And so then when Luke and I got married, I, Luke and I got married when I was 20 and I think I had more stuff than him as a 27 year old who's lived on his own. I had never lived on my own and I think I had more stuff than him, which is like kind of absurd if you think about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just remember the biggest thing for me was when we were engaged, someone had told me about the magic of tidying up book. So like back in what? Uh, maybe 2016 or 15 so it's been quite a few years now but she a friend lent it to me I read it and I was like wow this is really interesting and so I started to kind of try and like OG Marie Kondo stuff um right although I never really got the folding down because this was like before Netflix so I didn't there wasn't videos of how (laughs) to do it um but anyway so that sort of started to help me and so then once we did got did get married and I moved in. I, the most that I had of everything was clothes. Like, right. I could go without washing clothes for over three months. No washing clothes. And I oh, wouldn't wow. have to rewear a thing. Probably longer, probably six months. I'm not lying when I say I guarantee you I had maybe over 2,000 pieces of clothing. Wow. Like, so much. So, 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 so much. And. I just remember dumping all the boxes out into this mountain in our bedroom and being like, this is no way to live, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like didn't even want to tackle it because it was so overwhelming. And so I like kind of talked with him and was like, hey, you know, I really struggled like finding my style, but I really kind of feel like I know what I do want and like now. So I'm pretty much going to get rid of everything that doesn't go into those categories and start my wardrobe fresh if you're like cool with that, which he was, of course. Um, and so I like really, really whittled down my wardrobe, which was so hard because I would be like, well, I wore this on this dance or I, this is from this, or this makes me think of this. And, you know, I learned that memories don't hide in objects, especially when I would look at them never and they'd be in the back of my closet and I still had those memories. So once I went through yeah. my clothes, everything else came easy after that, Yeah. Um, believe it or not. So that's kind of just how I got started, and uh, now it's never stopped. 
So yeah, that's cool. Well, and that's cool that you did it. You know, when you got married and and you had the support from your husband and all that. That's really cool. Yeah, it was. I was very thankful. I mean versus like someone like forcing me because you know I did have someone somewhat like just like not forcing me but kind of like just getting rid of my stuff or whatever and that um upset me so like doing it without my permission or on my own will is gonna make me fight back so we're lucky that I don't have 10 crockpots that's all I'm saying yeah (laughs) you know (sighs) oh yeah pass out the (laughs) crockpots right yeah I actually don't even have a crockpot anymore so yeah it got broke in my move. I would love to have a crockpot, but the movers broke it. So, anyways. oh no, yeah, yeah. Well, instant pot, instant pot is the way to go. I've heard that. Breakable. I've heard that, but uh, I don't know. I now that I've gone so long without it, I'm like everything I can make in a crockpot, I can make in my Dutch oven. Um, mm, I have like yeah. a cast iron and ceramic Dutch oven, and it's like, yeah, I can't plug it in and leave it. I do have to like kind of prepare it and keep an eye, but. Yeah. Um, whatever i don't like having a bunch of gadgets so yeah, yeah. big surprise <laughs> episode <laughs> minimalism yeah. um so i would love for us to kind of get into some tips and tricks on how we broke our emotional attachments um and just like how it like to take that step you know and yeah. start getting rid of stuff well, i think yeah. i think my biggest trick was moving into a camper <laughs> right Oh my gosh. So I think, you know, you're forced, obviously, to, yeah, downsize. And you're forced to think of, okay, what's important? What am I going to use every single day? Um, So you're forced to do that. And yes, you can have a storage unit. So my parents actually hold a bunch of stuff for me. But the longer we've been living in a camper now for almost a year. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think about, I don't even remember what I put into my parents' garage. And I'm probably going to get there and throw it all out That's because awesome. of just the mindset that I'm in now. It's like, I don't use it every day. I don't even remember what it is. I probably don't need it and I'll probably throw it out. So that's even, you know, more so than what I used to do. Because I used to just, if it didn't fit in the room, we weren't going to have it. Um, but now more so, it's like nothing fits in here. So you really just have to keep just what you use every day. Yeah, that is so crazy because I remember like the process of you guys downsizing for your camper and like feeling like I didn't have a lot of stuff and watching you guys do that I was like I'm like a hoarder compared to them like (laughs) and it also made me realize that I don't necessarily want to live in a tiny house because Luke and I seriously talked about that and I was like yeah I could do that I don't even like like my stuff but we have a lot of um hobbies that require like honestly stuff like yeah. rock climbing and you know photography and just right. exercising we have like a lot of like equipment for that so it's like we'd need like five tiny houses and then we should right. just live in a house so right that's so interesting though like dang if you guys want to downsize hardcore just move into a camper and like holy cow because they're it, like Alexa's hardcore now for real <laughs> it is hard to have hobbies like I know right now it's like you have to pick one and so I know for Lael, it's like he has a bunch of tools that he sent home um, that he's not going to give up because it's they're expensive to um, to replace. buy new. Yeah, yeah, to replace. 
Um, and we're not going to be in the camper forever. So there's certain things that it's like, if you do have an expensive hobby and things with lots of things, obviously the lifestyle is not for you. Um, but for right now, photography, it's like everything fits into my backpack right now. And I can do that. Yeah. But yeah, I can't pick hobbies. Like even with crocheting, that's kind of hard. I have to do one project at a time. I don't have my, um, my hobby room anymore. My, um, craft closet. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of tough. It's like you do sacrifice for the extra time though. I mean, I have all the extra time not cleaning my stuff and not, and I get to hang out with my family more. Yeah. Which is really awesome. Yeah. And I think with you too, it's kind of the same. I mean, I know you're a hobby room. Yeah. (laughs) I know with you too, it's like you're minimalist. So I'm sure you have more, more time with your, your family versus just cleaning, cleaning the clutter, you know? Like what's so crazy is I'll like be like, the house is so messy. And then if you like set a timer for like 10 minutes, I can make it look like spotless. And that's right. the thing is it's like having less stuff, you don't realize like how much of a difference it makes to like for cleaning and stuff. Like I don't ever want unexpected guests to be honest, but if I do right. have them, I can be like, um, hold on, I got to put some pants on and then just like throw a bunch of stuff around and it'll look right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my, some of my biggest tips and tricks are to start really small. Um, I've actually helped multiple people close to me downsize and declutter because I think it's so fun and I'm okay with being mean. Like, for example, every time I help someone, I preface with, just so you know, I'm going to say stuff that you don't like about your things to play devil's advocate. You're going to get defensive because no one wants someone telling them what to do with their stuff. And remember, it's all in love. And at the end of the day, you're allowed to keep whatever the heck you want. I'm here to help, you know? Right. And so, uh, yeah, I've helped a few people definitely, like, especially going through closets, which is generally really hard for women, um, I found. And they do get defensive because I'm like, well, that's the 17th pair of sweatpants I've seen. Which ones are your favorites and why do you have that many? Do you really like that pair? Like, do you really kind of like that? And uh, people don't like that so much. But it really does help. And asking yourself those questions, like kind of break stuff down into honestly categories and being like, how many cozy hang around the house t-shirts do I need? You know what I mean? At this point, I probably have like three and I work from home. So I'm in my house a lot. I could have a lot more cozy hang around the house t-shirts, but I don't need them, you know? So it's just like asking yourself questions about what really matters and just taking more thought and care into like what you actually bring in makes such a difference because it's so easy when a shirt at Target costs $4 on sale to be like, I should get it in four colors. Why? Why do you need the same shirt in four colors? Do you really want to be seen in the same shirt all the time? (laughs) Like, I don't care if it's a different color. So, I mean, if you do and you love them so much, then you should, but... It's really just learning to actually assess what you like and to not make such fast decisions based on like marketing. Um, right. Well, and I, I've learned like when I go shopping, cause I can't help shopping and I can't help like, oh, I want something new and delightful. Um, I can't help that within my soul. But when I do get home and I don't have the room, like, and even if you have the room, cause even when I was, 
you know, lived in a house and I had a closet the size of a small bedroom. So like we actually used it as the nursery. Yeah. Um, I did not have it completely full. So <clears throat> what I would do is like I would buy something new and I'd feel really great in it. And then I would come back and I would say, okay, what is something that I don't feel great in? And usually I would have like five different things. And I would just so like a one in one out at least, right? At least a one in one out. But but once you're you know a professional at it, you're gonna be like, okay, I've actually never touched this in like two months. No, it's so true. I now have like a six month rule for myself, like some exceptions for like ball gowns, you know. Yeah. But like, if I haven't even like tried it on with an outfit or something, or if I keep trying it on and I never find something that it looks right with, yeah, it needs to go, you know. And so it's just it's easier said than done but I'm at the point honestly where I'll go into different rooms and just like look around and see like what I haven't used recently so I can get rid of stuff right yeah because at this point it's like a game and I like love it but it's taken me a really long time to get here like a few years now Luke and I've been married for um, almost three years now and I've been at this for longer than that you know like a little bit before we got married I really got into it now this is really you guys might find this interesting maybe you won't so my dad is the like one of the most hardcore minimalists i know and he didn't even get into it until after me but he like kicked my butt to the moon and he (laughs) takes it so seriously because like he's like one of those like two fork guys like literally a fork for each person who lives in the house so like that wouldn't make sense for me because i like entertaining but it he is like a bare bones person and as soon as he's done like reading a book he gets rid of it and you know he doesn't even like keep paper pictures anymore and yeah it's really crazy and like impressive and whenever i go to his house i'm like well i am a hoarder and i have a lot (laughs) i have way too much stuff but also he's like a dude so he doesn't need frou-frou pillows on his couch I like a frou-frou pillow here and there you know right right because it brings me joy I think it's pretty I like adding like feminine stuff to my house even though feminine to me is like a gray pillow but you know what I mean like things that make me feel like wow my couch looks nice and put together and you're allowed to do that um but oh my point of this is everybody has a different flavor what I call a flavor of minimalist Um, or minimalism because you could live with one spoon and just wash it and share it with your whole family that would probably be annoying so maybe that's not for you if you don't live alone you know Mm -hmm. maybe you live in a camper and so you can't have 20 pairs of shoes but maybe you're someone who like hikes and skis and bikes and you need a special pair of shoes for each of those then you should have them so I'm not ever gonna like make myself feel guilty for keeping possessions that make me happy when I look at them right when I think you had even talked about too or maybe you're getting into that right now but even just the style of your house because you had just you had talked to me about before the episode how like when we think minimalism a lot of the times we think white house white walls and Um, Oh, yeah. So, like, when we think minimalism, we think my dad's apartment, which is white walls, four spoons, like, a bed on the floor, basically. But not even four spoons. It's, like, four gold spoons. Like, you know, like, very – or wooden spoons. You know, like, very – like, everything has, like, is really pretty and cute and – right? Well, see, that's not what I think of, no. Because the real minimalists I know, they don't 
care they have stuff that they love and they and stuff that makes sense so like they might invest like for example my dad he'll invest in like a really good sweater i think he got like a 400 dollars sweater for christmas because he loves it and he really wanted it but he has a sweater but he also has shirts that he's had for like 30 years you know Hmm, so it's not like everything has to be the fancy so the fancy he drinks out of mason jars because he bought them at goodwill like 17 years ago yeah but there is nothing wrong with having like wooden spoons if that's what makes you happy but the thing is is like don't go out and buy new stuff that's like not sustainable um that's not or not your style like I don't know I I constantly tell people like living in camper is cool for us but it's not for everybody you know and same with style it's like you don't have to be a minimalist and have um a, a specific style or um like you said with your dad, like super, super, like you don't have anything, you can't entertain guests. You know, that's not really what minimalism is about. Yeah. And is like some people do do it like for aesthetic reasons, generally like a real min- minimalist doesn't do it for aesthetic reasons. They do it for heart reasons, right. um, which is what's more important in my opinion. But I think we get so caught up in like, I need to paint my whole house white and I need to only wear black t-shirts because I'm a minimalist. And it's like, no, right. There, it's everybody has their own flavor, their own style, their own aesthetic, and own aesthetic. And if yeah. you like like boho-y stuff, you can still be a minimalist. Have a boho rug, have yeah. a macrame hanging chair. Like I wish I had a macrame hanging chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, don't like lose your sense of style because you're downsizing, of course. Yeah. But also like we, this world is like too full of consumerism, in my opinion. We are marketed at constantly. And we fall for it constantly. And so mm-hmm. um, one of my biggest struggles currently, I'm doing a year with no fast fashion. Um, and it's very hard to go into Target and not buy a shirt on sale. Because I'm like, that's cute. That would look nice. That's like That goes along with my aesthetic that I've chosen for myself that I like. I bet that would be flattering. But I'm also like, well, it wasn't ethically made. It wasn't sustainably sourced. So I can't buy it, you know? And I don't want, and I honestly don't want to as much as I want to. I don't want to because I want my, I want to vote with my money for better companies. But that's been really hard. That's been like really, really hard. And it, what is it? It's May right now. So yeah. I still got a while to go for this year. Um, but yeah, that's been hard. That doesn't necessarily have to do with minimalism other than the fact that it's going to keep me from buying a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> this it keeps year. you from shopping it does it really does and I used to be like kind of like a wanderer like a mall wanderer mm-hmm. and I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't necessarily even get anything I always go to the sale racks first but now I don't even go in the stores you know yeah why would I go in the store to torture myself right no, I'm not gonna do that so um if you want to give yourself right. a, a minimalism challenge try to do a year with no fast fashion you won't buy anything my word right (laughs) oh my goodness what are things you struggle with well a couple things I I struggle with clothes and I struggle with books so I know my sister-in-law had told me so with with the clothes when I started downsizing my clothes a lot like as an adult I, I felt like I was a minimalist but there was an extra trick she showed me that helped me a lot more was that she would turn the uh, hangers yeah, around, yeah, mm-hmm. right? I've heard so, that, and yeah. then if I never use the shirt, or so if I use the shirt, I would turn the hanger. 
And so there was some clothes that I would just never actually touch after six months. And yeah. then I would just get rid of those. Yeah, um, so that helped some. Yeah, but still in a camper, it's like I try on everything. And I think I've just always had that problem. It's like I try on everything and hate it all. Um, and it's more so just my, like, and that's why I stick to five, five of my favorite things all the time is because it's just what I feel good in. Yeah. And there's nothing Um, wrong with that. Yeah. And so like, I think that's, I've just always struggled with like, oh, pairing things. I think that's what it is. Pairing things. Okay. Well, so I'm trying to get better at that. For that, but you won't like it. (laughs) What? What? So what I did for myself, because I used to struggle with that too. And especially in high school, like, everybody was, like, wearing girly pastels and, like, flowers. And so I was, like, guess I need to wear those so I can be, like, girly or whatever, right? Right. I don't like those, though. Like, don't get me wrong. I like some patterns. But I generally have, like, a pretty boring, like, neutral color palette that I love because I love the colors. And so I pretty much only allow myself to buy colors within that palette because I could go in my closet with my eyes closed and pick two things and have an outfit that I like. Yeah. Because now I only buy things I love and in colors that all match each other. And so like, that's hardcore. So that's not for yeah. everybody, but. I think we talked about this a while back and I think I started doing that um, because now I only buy, I only buy greens, blues, and blacks. Like typically. Sometimes yeah. I'll wear some pinks. But yeah, I, I won't go out of those color ranges for whatever or like usually I stay with my blues. Yeah. Um, and so like if I find something that's out of color for me, I'll think about, oh, is this one of the colors I decided on? And yeah. I just won't get it. And it's really helpful. Like, I mean. It is. It's not like you can't break your rule for something you love and you love on you and you know it'll match stuff you right. have. But if you just, like, for example, I don't like yellow at all. I, like, really hate yellow. Yeah. And if I just saw something yellow and, and on a whim, I was like, wow, I like this on me. I probably still wouldn't buy it because it's not going to match my palette. My palette is, like, burgundies and greens and navies and browns and blush. Um, and, like, just kind of like a, like a more muted but, like, n- neutrally. Mostly right. dark neutrals, but um, some, like, lighter pastelies. But right. neutral, like neutral, like mauve and like blush, yeah, and sage. But I'm you're, like you're not gonna see me in something mustard. You're just not because <laughs> yeah, I like mustard sometimes, and I really like it on other people. You were actually wearing mustard the other day, and I loved it. But it just like if I if I'm wearing mustard, like I'm probably in distress to be honest. So <laughs> just <laughs> I'll I'll put up my radar for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, well, and see, and that's so funny because I usually don't go for yellow because I always thought that it paled me out. Yeah. Um, but there was one shirt that I was like, you know what? I'm going to like go out on a whim and I'm going to love this shirt. And I actually wear it all the time. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can break your rule. Yeah, it's but not But for a majority fast. of things, I do stick to my colors now, like black and blue. <laughs> like I stick to those colors. Yeah. So. The only thing that's tricky sometimes for me is everything's the same color so much where sometimes I'm like, I'm wearing a green shirt and green pants or something like that you know what I mean like it's like I can't wear like my whole outfit one color unless it's black I feel like you can but oh man that's just a little tip and trick is if you have struggle getting ready in the morning only buy stuff you love and then it'll be a lot easier (laughs) yeah and I've caught myself like at the store like I think I like it I'm not sure um it's really cheap and then I just 
I've just gotten in the habit of being like, just walk away, Alexa, just walk away. And I never regret it. I never regret, regret walking away because it's not something that I would actually wear. I'd wear it once and then Mm -hmm. I would not wear it again. Yeah. You got to get like kind of harsh with yourself, especially when it comes to clothes or like shoes or purses, depending on like what your weakness is and be like, do I love this? Because there's right. oftentimes stuff where I'm like, I'd probably wear this. It's It goes in the color palette. It fits me okay. But do I love it? Like, would I put everything in my cart back and keep this, only this? And if I can't, if I can't say, heck yeah, I'm not getting it. I'd yeah. rather leave with nothing than something I'm going to donate in four days, you know? Yeah. And that's just like wasted money in the wrong, in the wrong term, in the long term. So... Well, and let's talk about books because that's another thing that I struggle with. And I know a lot of people struggle with that, Um, especially because I follow a lot of people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, And that's one of the biggest things is like, how do you downsize books? I even put a post. I'm like, how do you guys downsize books? Because I have to downsize my books even more so now. So books. This is a tricky one because my whole life I have always said, Someday I'm going to have a library in my house with a ladder and blah, blah, blah. So I literally kept every single book that I ever came in contact with. I kept it. And then once I got more into downsizing, I wouldn't even look at my books. I'd be like, no, I need all my books for my library. Right? Right. I feel like I've heard that from multiple people that feel the same way. Right? I feel like we Mm -hmm. all start there, which is fine. Oh my gosh. If you have a library and you have the space for it and you love reading, that's awesome. I guarantee you're not reading half those books, but whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or ever Um, going to get to them. Yes, exactly. And so books are tricky depending on if you're a reader or not. But for me, I would just kind of start small. So I have a rule now for myself where if I get a book and I want to read it, I have like a year. If I don't read it within a year, I'm probably not going to ever read it. And let's say I decide to someday, I can go get it again. Okay. It's not a, that's the only copy in existence. And if I get rid of it, I'll never get the chance to read it ever again. Um, so I don't keep books for longer than a year that I haven't read. And so this has taken me years, but I finally have my bookshelf downsized too. Here, let me see. Um, I probably have like maybe 30 books now. Okay. Now, yeah, a lot of those are good. very, like, little chapter books, though, because my favorite author died, uh, or my favorite author from when I was a teenager died in 2003, and then I would go to used bookstores and um, hunt for her books. Okay. And so it was, like, a collection thing, and so I, like, had a lot of fun, and I really valued that, and I read, like, a lot of them, but there's probably, like, 15 of them that I haven't read, and I probably never will, and so I actually said to Luke the other day, I said, hey, you know when the last time I looked at our bookshelf was? probably like three months ago so you should just get rid of all my books and obviously it's taken me a really long time to get to this point um but I'm not I'm not reading those books I'm like not in the books that I have that I've read I've already read them and yeah some of them I've reread but how many times do I need to reread the same book do you know how many books are out there why am I rereading the same books so uh, the book thing is such a journey and I don't have tips my tips are if you haven't read it in a year get rid of it if it's a just in case someday book goodbye goodbye get it from the library okay if you decide you really regret that get it from the library yeah um number two don't keep a book just because you liked reading it unless you are genuinely gonna reread it and think to yourself would i rather reread this same book 
again that I already know the ending to then read a new book that would bring me a different sort of enjoyment and a new storyline you know right like for example I have read the Twilight series so many times (laughs) and I love it and I don't care if you hate Twilight I hate you um just kidding but if you have if you've watched the movies and not read the books and you hate Twilight you're wrong read the books and then argue with me (laughs) exactly because I don't know anybody who read the books and say I hate Twilight if you read the books you don't hate it you just don't no um anyways (laughs) well and see and I figured out that was like those were the first books that I downsized in my library when we went when we moved Mm -hmm. um just because I went I I kept them thinking okay I'm gonna reread them but then the second time that I would go to read them it didn't hold the same feelings for me yeah that they held when I read them for the first time in high school yeah so I would, I reread, I reread some of it, some of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let these go and someone else is going to cherish them. Yes. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's I, awesome. yeah. If I'm not going to reread it and even if it's something that I love, 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 I, yeah, I don't regret it. Um, the one book that I'm holding on to right now is, um, Lonesome Dove. If you haven't read it, read I've it. I've never even heard of that. Um, yeah, it's actually, so it's like a famous cowboy book. And they Ew. made a movie out of it. Sorry. They <laughs> made a movie that. out of it. And it's Lael's favorite movie. And so here's the thing. I hate the movie. What's the and movie? And so he made it. It's called Lonesome Dove. Oh, okay. And yeah. <laughs> and um, he would make me watch the movie. Like when we first moved into our first apartment. Mm-hmm. After we were married. He's like, you need to watch my favorite movie. And he made me watch it. It's like six hours long. It's oh, like horrible. And I hated every minute of it. So finally, like every once in a while, he pulls out Lonesome Dove and I have to suffer through it. So finally, I was like, you know what, how I'm going to remedy this? I'm going to buy the book and I'm going to enjoy the book because yeah. I enjoy books yeah. better books than movies. Books are better than movies. Yeah, agreed. I, it filled in so many of the details for me that I'm like, this is my favorite book. It's actually really well written. Really? That's why they made a movie on it. Okay, I love that. Um, yeah, and so now when I'm watching the movie, when I'm forced to watch the movie, because it's obviously not as good, but when I'm forced to watch the movie, I'm like, oh, I know what's going on, and I know more stuff than he does <laughs> now. No, isn't that awesome it? how that works out? So it's out? great. It's great. It makes me feel good about, okay, at least I'm contributing something to the movie watching time. Yeah, this is totally an aside. <laughs> and has nothing to do with minimalism but I have a rule for myself where I can't watch the movie unless I read the book there Um, we go and people hate that because all the time people will be like we're gonna watch this movie tonight and I'm like no we're not I haven't read the book and they're like who cares and I'm like it's literally the end of the world if you make me watch this movie. Right. But my best friend I used to remember, always fight with me about that. <laughs> yeah. No, and I remember I just watched a movie not too long ago, and I was like, dang it, I wish I read the book first. Yes. Because I bet you the book was better and the movie sucked. It always is. It always oh, is. Oh, man. And I forget what it was because I, I remember just thinking about that and being like, dang it, why didn't I do that? Anyway. But yeah. Because <laughs> usually no, that's I my rule, you. too. Like with Hunger Games – I read the books before the movies came out. Oh my gosh, same. So I've only read the first two Hunger Games movies or books and watched the movies. And then people always try and make, that's the movie my friend and I would fight over. She'd want me to watch the third one and I'd be like, I am not watching it until I've read the book. Oh man, the books Um, are so much better. So I know I'm the worst, but whatever. That's my rule Divergent, the Divergent series I didn't read before and I should have because the movies were eh. I haven't read or watched those, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah anyway. books are books are a tricky thing. Um, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, 
I don't know what I have a hard time getting rid of. Oh, I do know. Roland's toys. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a lot of toys, um, but he has some that, like, don't really go for his age, and he, like, doesn't play with. And I'm like, I want to get rid of these. These just sit here, or you just, like, throw them around and don't actually play with them. But I also feel like he's too young for me to know, like, what he does or doesn't enjoy. So I struggle with that. Um, But pretty much all my stuff, I'm like, peace out constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my husband, so I do get mad when he throws out stuff without telling me. But mostly with the kids' toys, it's like, um, he sweeps them up. He's like, if they like their toys enough, they're going to have them in their hands. (laughs) They're not going to have them randomly on the floor after a day kind of thing. So... He sweeps them up and throws them away. It makes sense. And I've learned to let it go. Yeah, I don't disagree because that was how my parents were too. They were like, you have five seconds to pick up these toys or we're throwing them in the trash. Yeah. And we'd be like, okay. Yeah, and our toys have dwindled and the kids don't even notice. Right. Because they have those those favorite toys and they just hold on to them. Their books are harder because they do switch books every night. Like we read lots of books at night. And so they do read, like we do read the books. Yeah, so what I I've can't been doing downsize kids books. I just can't. Yeah. I don't want to read the same two books for over and over and over again. Yeah. So what I've been doing now is if they're board books and we liked them a lot, I'll find a paperback version that I can put in their skinnier and lighter. Nice. You that's know, smart. that's really smart. And if it's something that I'm like, OK, we've totally outgrown that because that's a baby book. Like we've totally outgrown it. Then we'll get rid of it. And we've started going to the library. So instead of buying books, we just borrow books and then yeah. return them. my parents always did that we would go to the library every week like we like never bought books we'd go to the library and we'd pick out our books for the week and then we'd return them and go again the next week and it was like so right. much fun i loved that right yeah so i mean it's just little things we've learned along the way right and that it, everything gets easier and you just keep adding little tips and tricks to your life and minimalizing your life gets easier yeah, decluttering and right. downsizing is like, it just, once you get it and you like get the bug for it, it gets so much easier. Here's the thing though, in all honesty, it is a forever journey Yeah. because I don't care how often I get rid of stuff. I don't know. I don't even buy stuff and I just get stuff. Like people give me stuff somehow. It grows in my house. I don't know, but it's like <laughs> there's new stuff all the time and I'm like, I'll get to a point where I'm like, this house looks great. I'm so comfortable with the amount of things we have. And then I blink and there's more stuff. And I'm like, what is happening? So it's really like a journey that you have to be kind to yourself on and about. And don't expect to do it once and never do it again. Because it will get crazy overnight again. So just like being okay with like every month, just do a little walkthrough. And just a little comb through and just be like... Didn't even know this existed. Guess I don't need it, you know? Right. And uh, keeping upkeeping on it makes a real difference. Well, and I I think it's it's good to set goals. I know you had talked about that. Um, so like Setting for goals, me, like why we do it. I always was like, I don't want to have that much stuff because it'll be easier to clean my house, right? Less right. stuff, less to clean. But now it's so much more. Now it's become like deeper in a way where it's like, I don't want to put the value of stuff over people. Like, for example, I got these really, really nice crate and barrel wine glasses for my wedding. A a container of six, right? Or whatever. Like six of them. And they're like dainty and huge and beautiful and fancy and expensive. And uh, I don't even drink. So 
they just sit up there and get dusty, right? Right. Now, when I first got married, if you would have broke one, I would have cried, okay? Yeah. Because I loved those things. They're beautiful and special to me for some reason. And uh, one of them did get broken in the past, like, six months. Someone was over and was using one and um, had left it on the counter or somewhere. Oh, they put it, like, upside down in the drying rack. And, like, Mm. stuff shifted in the drying rack and it broke it. Yeah. And immediately, I was like, ooh, that's not making me feel very nice you know I because I did find I did find a value in them at some point and then I was like you know what you don't use them so who cares and so that's really like the biggest goal for me is to like just continue to find less and less value in stuff like yeah what I have I do want to make me happy and to bring joy to me but I have kids this is real life stuff's gonna get messed up stuff's gonna get stained or broken or lost and you know what that's not what really matters. I want to value my experiences and the time with my family and not cry over broken wine glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I would say the same. Just, yeah, my goal was I was tired of cleaning up stuff that no one played with and cleaning up things that didn't matter. Yeah. And it was a waste of my time. Seriously, there's so many other things that I could be doing than picking up clutter all the time and organizing Mm -hmm. and this and that, you know, on the weekend being like, oh, I have this huge craft closet to go through that I don't even touch any of the stuff and I would have to organize it or I would have, you know, and there'd be all this stuff and it's like, I'm wasting away my time and And I want to just be with my family. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. I had to get away from that. And I think we all just kind of figure out like our real why in the journey because at first it just seems like having less stuff but it's really so 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 much more than that um but before we wrap i wanted to share some like resources that i've used over my journey um so i can recommend them to you i'm not going to get like super into specifics i'll get into some specifics but like books obviously i read the marie kondo book like six years ago highly recommend it um you don't have to say thank you to every piece of clothing, just so you know. I didn't do that, and <laughs> I still was able to get rid of stuff. I think that's weird. If you want to, awesome. You don't want to talk to your clothes? I don't <laughs> want to talk to my clothes. I'm sorry. No. Peace out. I don't want to, like, rub my socks and be like, you're so awesome. Peace out, socks. No. Goodbye, socks. Um, but if you if you find joy in that, you should say that. You should say goodbye to your clothes and thank them for what they've done for you. Anyways, sorry. I just wanted to be weird for a second and be like Marie Kondo. Um, I've also read, oh man, I'm not going to be able to think of the names of them now. Basically, I've just read like tons of people's experiences. Like I've read a book about someone who like didn't buy anything for one whole year. Um, I read a book about someone, it's called Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasaki. It's really good. It's called The New Japanese Minimalism like alongside of that that's the tagline and that's really really enjoyable um also podcast there's like billions of podcasts out there for minimalism i bet you can find one that you like i like the minimalist podcast of course they are really an inspiration to me their flavor is much different than mine but they rock and also they have a documentary which is really inspiring so if you're like this is weird and boring i don't think i'm interested but i'm slightly intrigued go watch that it's on netflix (laughs) I think you'll enjoy it and I think you'll be surprised. Um, 
also YouTube. Oh my gosh, utilize YouTube. Every time I'm like, this place is kind of crazy. I don't want to do this. I don't even know where to start. I watch YouTube videos on how to declutter, etc. room or whatever. Um, or like how to get back into downsizing or decluttering. And you will find tons of gems on there. Find someone who you don't mind looking at and hearing their voice and just inspire yourself through other people's experiences. Because for me personally, that's very inspiring hearing like how it's changed people's lives financially and you know, like relationship wise and just overall. Um, And if you're someone who likes hearing other people's experiences, YouTube is like where to be, so. Um, Well, but you like reading the book, like the self-help books and like researching things a lot more than I do, I think. I do not like Um, being self-help, but. I guess well, that counts, but, but but that does that is like if there's a topic, I'll probably get through like if it's like a help book of any sort, like even parenting books, I'll get through like one or two chapters, and I'm like, I don't really care, I'm gonna do my thing, <laughs> and then we'll see if it works, you I know. Am and like so, a research junkie, I'm right? Like constantly researching stuff all so, the time, every day. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying, you know, in so many words. So you're like the research person. I'm more of like, okay, I'm going to wing it and see if it works. Um, if it fails, we'll try something else. Um, but what I did for downsizing is I didn't actually read anything. I I followed a bunch of people on Instagram um, that lived in campers. I mean, obviously, no one's going to go super extreme. Not everyone's going to go super extreme and downsize to a camper. But that's what I found inspiration in. And I found that like other people were doing it and how they were doing it and what they kept and what they didn't keep. And then they would talk about it on Instagram. There's so many accounts out there. That's awesome. So if you're more like me and don't want to read anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Also, there's a few things. There's two minimalism games um, that are really, really awesome invented by the minimalists. It's these two dudes. That's like their business name, the minimalists. Oh, cool. Um, Cool. They're the ones who have the podcast and the documentary. They're literally called The Minimalist. I think it's um, Joshua. It's Joshua and Ryan. I can't think of their last names right now. Anyways, they're really cool. But they have these two games that they do. So one of them is called The Minimalism Game. Big surprise. And what you do is for a month, you get rid of one thing every day for the day that it is. So on day one, you get rid of one thing. On day two, you get rid of two things etc until day 30 and you get rid of 30 things and it could be as small as like bobby pins right but you get rid of stuff and it just makes a difference and it adds up and then the other game is called the packing game and this is a hardcore game i couldn't even do it um but i kind of do it in my own way but the packing game is take a room that you want to declutter put everything into boxes literally everything like you're moving and then as you need stuff, take out exactly what you need. And then within 30 days, whatever you didn't use in those boxes, you don't even look. You just get Ooh, rid of them. You just get rid of the boxes. good, girl. That's yeah, good. Yeah, that's really, really hardcore. Like I said, I couldn't even do it. But if and you want to like... What, what is that called? That's called the packing game. It's, it's made up by um, the minimalists. Okay. So... They have a blog and stuff if you want to look at it. They're pretty interesting. And their podcast is cool to kind of like inspire you. I don't listen to it like regularly, but every once in a while to like kick me in the butt, I'll listen to an episode. Um, Yeah. But that one's pretty hardcore. What I do, (laughs) I do like my own version of the packing game where I'll have like something that 
Um, or actually this is my dad's version. He told me this and I'm taking the credit, but he does this thing where he'll have something that he's like unsure of if he wants to keep it, but he like kind of has an emotional attachment, but he doesn't know. So he'll give it to a friend and be like, Hey, would you hold on to this for me for a month? And so, um, basically he tells them, Hey, hold on to this for me for a month. And if I don't mention it again, you can get rid of it. And so if he goes a full month without even thinking about it to be like, Hey, don't get rid of that. They get rid of it and he doesn't even have to deal with it. So wow, that's pretty go. cool too. And then it doesn't have to be like everything you own. It could be like helping you break emotional attachment because you'll realize, oh, I don't actually care about that at all because I didn't even think of it one time. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. Pretty like cool. That. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope yeah. that helped everyone. I mean, I know we, everyone wanted to talk about that. I know that's a really popular thing. Like when people talk to me about, oh, you live in a camper. How do you do that? And so I hope we answered some questions on that. Yeah, I know this is such a tricky one. And if you want to literally keep everything you've ever had forever, you can. Obviously, we're not yeah. your boss. And we definitely don't want to come clean out your basement for you. Um, wait, 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 wait. If you need help cleaning, I'm your girl. I keep offering to people and no one take me up on the offer. I really would love to. I'm like super type a about stuff like organizing i'd love it oh Please i actually do have a friend out. in jacksonville who just started an organizing company <gasps> so oh, if anybody I love that. wants um contact info if you live in jacksonville and you want me to no, hook you up with don't my be giving friend. her don't be giving her people they need oh, to come okay. talk to me Rachel, they need to talk to me. <laughs> All right. But, uh. <laughs> I guess if you want a professional, talk I mean, to Rachel's friend. You could be a professional too. So for me, <laughs> I because I am so like the way I am, I have people now like ask me and I swear I'm going to start charging if I have to help people because I don't actually find value in getting rid of other people's stuff with my free time, but I'll do it for the people I, I love, love and care about. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, lo- I just like going through people's okay sorry this is gonna be mean people's crap i love it so much it gives me so much joy to go through people's stuff even if i don't know you and we get to throw things away like seeing trash bags on the curb give me joy okay that's true that's true when i was at my mom's (laughs) this last time i was like mom we're going through this closet and underneath these two sinks and we did and i swear we got rid of like like you know walmart bag size like over like 19 bags and it'd yeah. be like stuff that she just like moved with from so many moves. And I'm like, mom, this is from 1994. Like, no. Right. Um, and that is very satisfying to me. But it's because I know her and I care about her. So like, I'm okay with investing that time into her. Yeah. But like, if you're Joe Schmo off the street, I don't want to come touch your dirty stuff. Sorry. Um, yeah. That's just well, me. Well. Um, but I do love organizing my house. But anyways, yes. Yeah. I'm sure there's people near you guys who organize stuff or ask Alexa because she wants to touch your <laughs> gross stuff. And um, <laughs> I'm laughing, but she really true. wants to. She really wants to read some books, listen to some YouTube or some podcasts or look on Instagram or just listen to this and go do your thing. You can do it. I promise you can do it. Yeah. If you want to, you can do it. Start small, be forgiving and kind to yourself, but also sometimes be hard on yourself um and like alexa said we hope you enjoyed this episode if you'd like to hear us talk more about how we get rid of our stuff let us know and we'd love to do a part two um touching on things more in depth if y'all want yeah and if you have any other topics that you want us to talk about or 
or have any questions, you can reach us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can also go on iTunes and subscribe and also leave us a review. It means so much to us when we get to read you guys' review. It's so exciting. We hear things from friends all the time, like good feedback, and we're so happy and excited to be doing this. But it means so much more if you can take those kind words and put them onto iTunes, help bump up our number, ugh, help bump up our numbers and help more people follow us. It really supports us and our time. So, yep. do that. <laughs> Yes. And also follow us on social media at Moms at Love. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Bye, guys.